1: Mikey Maximus the Furnicus. He doesn't do politics or current pop stars, but if you rewind it to Tupac, he'll spit bars reppin' the 702 and the 863. Wednesdays at seven, he's on the radio with me. Charette, nice. That was great. Yes. that's probably the best
2: intro so far i
1: think oh no oh now i <laughs> gotta longest. top that one i gotta top that one next time gosh it's gonna be eight mile next week good <laughs> lord
2: watch out mike how are you sir i'm great the coffee's good um
1: my eyes are open yes good we're doing it good uh how are you feeling about living in darkness for the next 5 months.
3: Mm.
2: Uh, you know, it was great yesterday cuz I woke up feeling like, man, I feel like I really slept a full mm. 8 hours and it was yeah. only 6:30 in the morning. So true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It I like I feel, you know, it, it, regardless of like the weather, regardless of everything, whenever we go in, back into standard time, it just makes me feel like we're going into some like Cold, dark Viking world. So true. Doesn't matter that I'm in Florida, <laughs> that it's like 75 outside. I'm just like, oh God, here it comes, the frozen tundra. Like, yeah. that's a fact. I mean, I still haven't seen Game of Thrones, none of them. But, like, of course, I've seen the the memes, and it's, you can't get a more perfect time than winter is coming. Like, yeah. I mean, when you change times, that's what it is. You're like, oh Jesus. Oh, God, it's going to be horrible. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's just bad, man. But, uh, Mike, uh, because the show is uh, very awesome, as you know, we've already talked about uh, changing times on the show before. Mm -hmm. That's something we talked about because we talk about important things. But I, I went back. And I found some more interesting things about time. Word. Uh, just okay. time in general. I got I to tell, tell the listeners about this and yourself. I feel yes. like you'll both be interested. Nope. Um, did you know, Mike, that until 1883, 1883, there wasn't a standardized time in America? Hmm. No. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. It was basically like people just went by what they want. Like, mm. in different cities, they were like, and 12. Work. <laughs> like, why is it 12? Ah, the sun, it looks there. It's good. We got a sundial or something. That works. Like, it just sort of went by what they wanted. And the crazy part was, even though we had railroads by that time going all the way across the country, mm-hmm. they all ran on their different times. Hmm. There, hmm. There was the Pennsylvania Railroad time. There was the New York Railroad time, Chicago Railroad time. Like, can you imagine that? You show up to the train station, you're like, I'm here for the 3 o'clock to Detroit, and they're like, well, it's 5 p.m., so (laughs) miss that. (laughs) What? Oh, you must be on Pennsylvania time. Yeah, we're going by New York time here, buddy. Sorry. Like, it's got to be weird. Yeah. I wonder how much they were off, though the, like, New York well, and Well, it's pretty like wild, because, like, the Northern Pacific Railroad Company, apparently they had a, uh, they had a, basically, track going from Minnesota to Washington State. And in between Minnesota and Washington State, they had seven time zones. Wow. They made seven time zones in between. So you stopped and you're like, well, we're three hours back now. What? Hmm. That happened. Oh, yeah, we traveled 50 miles. So <laughs> obviously it's weird. Like, and eventually in 1883, they were like, fine, we'll all use the same time. Wham. Right. But that was still just the railroads, the whole actual, like, country didn't actually start using a standard time until 1918. Hmm. So, so railroads got on board like 30 years early. They were like, "Yeah, I guess since we run on a schedule, <laughs> I guess we should." Like, you know, and that was at the same time. 1918 was the same time that we started doing the whole daylight savings time. Uh. <laughs> and this, this is this might be my favorite fact that I found. Apparently standardized time setting a standard time was inducted into the North American Railroad Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a big yeah. thing to
2: be that's something to be proud of. Yeah, uh,
1: I, I, I Yes. But at the <laughs> same time you're like one didn't know there was a North American Railway Hall of Fame. Nope. Two It's a thing. Hmm. It's not like a person that did it. It's just like, standardized time. Up next, coal. (laughs) We're going to put coal in there. Like, just weird. I'm going to guess, though, in the Railway Hall of Fame, even though, I mean, since they're putting inanimate objects in there, (laughs) uh, the fictional character John Henry has to be in there, right? I mean... He was the steel driving man. That's right? right. John Henry has to be in the Railway Hall of Fame. I don't know. Uh, I know it's early in the show, Mike, but I'm going to go ahead and say follow up. I didn't look that up. I'm going to see if he's <laughs> in the Railway Hall of Fame. Okay. I got to find that out. I have no uh, idea who that is, by the way. No yeah, what John no. Henry, the yeah. steel driving man? You don't remember that little uh, that little like song when you were a kid? Maybe that's just in the middle of nowhere where you sing that. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, uh, did you know Daylight Savings Time uh, was a way to standardize uh, sort of our changing of longer days to the sun, right? Because of the way we tilt in the earth, obviously, we get longer and longer in the, uh, in the uh, summer. So right. we're sort of standardizing that time. Apparently, Romans uh, just based everything off the sun, and so in the summer their hours just literally got longer.
0: Wait, what?
1: Uh, Like, at the peak of summer, every hour was about 72 minutes. And during winter, every hour was like 44 minutes. Interesting. I did not know that. That's cool. Yeah. That had to be nice for like winter workouts. Woo! That hour (laughs) workout flew by. That was easy, guys. I hate those summer workouts. 72 minutes. Ridiculous. (laughs) Like... There are all kinds of crazy things with time, Mike. Did you know China only has one time zone? Hmm. One Um, time zone. No, I didn't know that, but it doesn't surprise me in a weird way. Yeah, even though their country spreads over five natural time zones, they've got one. Hmm. Interesting. So for the folks all the way on the east coast of China, the sun rises at like 5 a.m. Then way over on the west side, the sun doesn't rise until like 9.30. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. They did it uh, back at the start of the communist regime because they were like, we are setting our country together with time. Word. And the people on the West Coast were no doubt like, well, this sort of sucks. I like to see the sun before 10 a.m. It's it's I hate to be a stickler. So it's true. a little weird. It's a little weird. But yeah, here's that's another. Weird. Here's another thing, Mike uh, 26 states have enacted legislation that would make daylight savings time permanent. Hmm. But since Congress hasn't actually made any laws, uh, federal laws, those state laws can't go into action so so we, we see darkness every winter that's that's it. but I'll also tell you this, Mike. The World Federation of Societies of Chronobiology, I think we all know that federation, am I right? I think Mm -hmm. we follow. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) They stated that the scientific literature strongly argues against the switching between daily uh, standard time uh, and daylight savings time. Yeah. And they, they argued even more so against adopting daylight savings time permanently hmm they they said that that has severe health consequences to it <laughs> severe health consequences yeah yeah hmm. now i uh, Mike, uh bad news i was too lazy to find out what those health consequences are Girl, come on. um i i can only guess that half the population turns into werewolves that's all hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna guess but i do have some damning evidence that goes along with them about these health consequences mike You know how I said there are 26 states that did this? Mm Mm-hmm. Mississippi is one of those states. Yeah. Okay. Mississippi. Not good. Not good. We love you, Mississippi, but we do not take public health advice from you. So if they're (laughs) in on this thing, we know it can't be good. Biloxi, Jackson, Starkville, we love you, but... I mean, if we followed health advice from you guys, everybody would be eating slug burgers and Kool Aid pickles. Ew! <laughs> those are real things, Mike. Did you know those two things existed? Uh, slug burgers and Kool Aid pickles. Yeah, no, I did not. It just sounded great the
2: way you said it. <laughs> uh, just great word combinations. <laughs> but no, I didn't know that.
1: Slug really. burgers are basically like cheap burgers. Like, so you get like half meat and some kind of like filler, like rice or something, and then you just make it into a patty and you fry it. Oh, okay. You deep fry it. And then Kool-Aid pickles are as gross as they sound. They're marinating pickles in Kool-Aid. In Kool-Aid. So you get this weird (laughs) radioactive red, blue pickle. (laughs) And it's sweet and tart and sour and all kinds of weird. And it's a regular thing in Mississippi. It's a regular thing, huh? But yeah, they do have
2: what? Are, they do have the sweet pickles, right?
1: Oh it's, yeah, the sweet pickles. Everybody's I mean, I got the sweet, sweet, like, pa- sweet pickles, but, but like, that cool. Th- this is a whole other type of sweet. This is yeah. a whole weird type. I mean, yeah, Then literally, weird. apparently, this was a dude. That went into some like uh, gas station and was like, I'm bored of a regular pickle. Hey, give me some of that Kool Aid mix. And just sprinkled the Kool Aid mix on the top <laughs> of the pickle and was like, oh, oh delicious. Wow. Like, hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, and by the way, our former guest of the show, Matt Stoney, world champion eater, uh, he won the World Slug Burger Eating Championship three times. Times. Mm. Three times. That probably took 42 years off of his life expectancy. (laughs) Be my guess. Be my guess. Anyways, the point is, Mike, usually Mississippi is unhealthy. We're sitting in the dark, and I wasted a lot of time looking up things about time. Huh? There we go. No way. Which sort of seems ironic. I wasted time by looking up things about time. It's Mm. odd. Anyways, are you ready to
2: fire up the show, Mike? I don't think it was a waste of time, and yes, Sweet. I am ready to yes. fire up this
1: show. Yes, positivity. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Thank you. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Uh, Mike, we have a fantastic show. Very excited. I've been building it up for a while. We have none other than Bailey Spin. Just a Just a social media megastar. I mean, 8 million followers on TikTok. My gosh, the power. The power of eight million. So true. She's got like two hundred thousand on Instagram. She's got like a three hundred thousand on YouTube. It's crazy the levels of popularity. I want I want to talk about a whole thing, uh, a whole bunch of things with her Uh, TikTok video creation, uh, eating in San Diego. She lives in San Diego, Mike. One of my favorite places. That's right. Favorite places in the country, right? It's uh just fantastic. You've been out to San Diego a bunch, right? No, never been. No, not once. no,
2: no, no. Oh, once. you gotta,
1: you gotta take a, you gotta take a trip. You're close enough. I mean, yeah. well, it's like eight, eight, seven hours, six hours, something like that. But it's close enough. Yeah, you can for sure. Do it. It's amazing, Mike. It's my favorite place in California, hands down. Love so it. So true. Love it. Anyways, we're gonna talk to Bailey about what's going on in her life. Just the, the, the recent. Social media boom that she's had. Everything going on. But first, we need to start where we start, Mike. Birthday suit. Boom.
0: Happy birthday, Mr. President.
1: Boom, yes. Yes. Uh, Mike, uh, let's see here. I know uh, you will be able to picture this first person's face. Uh, I don't know. Like, if this was me, I wouldn't be able to get it. I'm. Uh, we're in danger of not getting any of them today, I'll That's go okay. ahead and say. But uh, this one is a TV actress, so here we go. Uh, born in Everett, Massachusetts, our birthday Sue Ware's mother died when she was only four from a drug overdose. At the age of 19, she moved to Miami, and she uh, bartended for several years before moving to New York, also bartending but when she was bartending in new york she was approached by an agent who offered to sign her uh, and then got her an ad for l'oreal she made her acting debut on Law and order her first film debut was on in the movie coming soon Hmm. a big point a big point in her career was when she starred in moonlight mile in 2002 Never seen Moonlight Mile. Nope. Don't know that one. Uh, But I do know this one. In 2003, she played in Old School as Mitch's love interest. Hmm. Yes, Luke Wilson's love interest there. In 2005, she landed her biggest role of her life as Meredith Grey on Grey's Anatomy. To date, she's played in 365 episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Name that birthday, Sue, where... Ah, uh, yeah. No idea. I do know the face.
2: Yeah. I know the face. Yeah. You were right about the face. I might
1: be able to get her first name. Maybe. I want to think I knew her name. Ellen Pompeo. Hmm. Ellen Pompeo. I think I knew Ellen. I think hmm. I knew that. I don't know if I actually did or not. She's got some She's got some fetching eyes, Mike. What? Those yeah, she eyes does. will bring you in. She they're does. That, that light. I think they're blue. They're light color, whatever they are. They draw you in, though. They, uh, you know, as a guy with almost black eyes, it's <laughs> like, wow, that's that's wild. I wish I had those. You look like some kind of soothsayer or something. Oh, man. Anyways, uh, let's see. Oh, I didn't actually put her date down, Mike. Oh, yeah, no. I didn't hear the birth date. I don't know how. I'm sure if I would have given you her date, you would have you would have nailed it. You know, I like, would oh, That makes sense. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> she's uh, 52. 1969 was when she was born. looks Looks fantastic. She for looks 52. amazing. She looks amazing. Doing doing good for 50 52 years old, and obviously, I'm sure uh, that many uh, Grey's Anatomy episodes probably pretty for doing pretty good in the in the bankroll too. Would,
2: yeah, I wonder how yeah. like much medical knowledge she actually has at this point. Like, is she could she d- perform yeah. any medical procedures? Or- I'd say <laughs> you
1: probably like. I well, I don't know. I guess it depends. Like, it definitely depends on how much she's actually interested in it. Like, you know, if she's mm-hmm. really interested in it and she's not just acting, I feel like it probably did. But. If she's just acting, then, of course, you just rub it right off. All of those words just bounce off as soon as yeah. you go to the next episode. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe she's working nights at uh, med school. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Anyways, uh, happy birthday, Ellen. Uh, enjoy it, 52. That was my high school basketball number. Fifty-two. Oh. Uh, me and Ray Lewis. I think Ray Lewis made it a little bit more popular, but uh, Just you know, a little bit. maybe tad. <laughs> uh, Mike, are you ready to rip some headlines?
0: Yes, sir. It's now time for rip from the headlines.
1: Mike, did you uh, did you ever get in a fist fight in school? Uh,
2: I punched a kid in the face in eighth grade, but I ran away as soon as I hit him. Really smart,
1: not good. not good. Very smart. Yeah. No, no, no. That's smart. Attack! Okay. <laughs> you, you, you were an ambush predator, like a cat. <laughs> Whap! And ran away. That's uh, what. Yeah. That's. That not that's good. It's a good way to do it. It's. I mean, it's not honorable, but it's a good way to do it. <laughs> it's, the, yeah. it's the safe not... way to do it. Yeah. Um, I never came close to a fist fight. Uh, I was pretty well aware that if I got into a fight, I was going to get
4: <laughs> so.
1: I would try to defuse the situation either with humor or nudity. Sometimes both. <laughs> so, you know, but uh, a 16-year-old girl in Dorchester, Massachusetts, uh, she's catching a lot of attention because the fight she was in uh, was with the principal. Wait, what? Ooh. Yeah. And I got to say, it wasn't much of a fight. Because she knocked the principal unconscious, oh, sh- yeah, <laughs> yeah, with her fist, Mike, this wasn't uh, like this wasn't like a book or a table, this was just straight up punches, I mean, mm. yeah, it's a little crazy, and I mean. I'm I'm not all I'm not an eye for an eye guy usually, Mike. I don't like that sort of uh, justice, you know. Mm-hmm. But I started thinking about the situation, and I sort of hope that the jury uh, or the uh, the uh, the case here. I hope the girl's punishment. She has to fight Amanda Nunez until one of them gets knocked out. Mm. Like so true. You know, let her know. That if violence is your answer, there's always somebody out there that can kick the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. Like, I mean, just, you know, because this this principal, she was 60 years old. Like, ah, it wasn't... It was a woman. It was, ah. wasn't a fair fight. It okay. was not like, you know, it wasn't like Ronda Rousey over there in retirement it was like, All right. Let's get this. Th- no, it was this is old lady, and she looked turned around. Was like, oh Jesus, oh, no. crazy person. You know, like not good, not yeah. good. So, eh, anyways, anyways, I'm just saying that would be that. Be, I feel like it'd be a fair punishment. You want to try it out? Here you go. Five rounds, Amanda Nunes. Let's get it. Yeah. Let's get it, Mike. Let's keep it going it. with high... <laughs> high. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there'd be some kind of, like, punishment for people that wanted to watch a 16-year-old have to fight. But, you know, whatever. Anyways, uh, <laughs> let's keep it going with uh, high school stories here. We've got one out of Florida. So, uh, in uh, Niceville, Florida, way over there in the Panhandle land, Uh Okaloosa County uh, Sheriff official, officials let every know, uh, everyone know that they would not be pursuing charges on a high school teacher from Okaloosa County who apparently uh, was in trouble for showing her students the movie Alexander. Hmm. Hmm. Have you ever seen that movie, Alexander? Um, yeah, I think so. Like back in the day. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty, pretty horrible movie. What? It's an Oliver Stone movie about Alexander the Great, and uh, stars Colin Farrell as Alexander. Man, it goes on for a long time. It is not. It will not draw you in. Anyways, <laughs> that's not the point of the story. A 15-year-old parents, uh, uh, our 15-year-old students' parents told the school officials she was traumatized after the teacher showed students a movie. And those parents considered that Alexander was porn. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. The teachers told investigators uh, she knew which scenes they would be uh, they see given the time they had in class to view the movie. She said those scenes were of battles and speeches, which would be a good resource for the students uh, for referencing uh, for the upcoming test. The girl who complained was apparently not at school when they were watching the film. So the teacher gave her account information so she could watch the movie from home. The daughter and her parents watched it together and the graphic scenes together that they later described as pornography. Hmm. Yeah. So lots of things here, Mike. First of all, what are those parents doing watching Alexander with their kids in the middle of the day? Like, <laughs> hmm. Don't you have jobs, guys? Come yeah, on, Like, right? I, I mean, I know you might be working from home, but you still got things to do, like, ah, I'm not doing anything. Let's watch this movie. And so, what, what do you got going on here? Second of all, I don't care if you're 15 or 40, uh, and I don't care if the movie is Alexander or Boogie Nights, nobody wants to watch a sex scene with their parents. That's just weird. That's a fact. Nobody wants to do that. So. No. That's just, that, that it, gross. Third, I'm glad this teacher isn't getting any, in any trouble. I'm glad that didn't happen. But, I will say, she chose the worst Oliver Stone movie there is. <laughs> she could have, like, I mean, when you look at Oliver Stone movies, Scarface, Platoon, Wall Street, JFK, Nixon, Stoughton, and you landed on, you landed on Alexander, Come on, Wham. JFK and Platoon had sixteen Academy Award nominations. You could have chose one of those. I mean, granted, it has nothing to do with the class you're teaching, but it'd be a way better movie. <laughs> way better movie. Lastly, lastly, I bet the teacher uh, in Okaloosa County is really glad she didn't have that uh, girl from Dorchester in her class. Oh, this yeah. movie sucks. We are fighting now. Oh, hey, yikes. Hey. Uh, Mike one more story about school here. This one's middle school, not high school. Uh, so a young man from Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh Akalon uh Akalon won the 2021 Broadcom Masters Competition. Broadcom. Yes. Broadcom Masters is a highly <laughs> competitive science and engineering competition oh, okay. where students submit their ideas. Now, Akalon uh, created a computer program that can calculate anti prime numbers which are highly divisible numbers with more than 1,000 digits. Jeez. Mm. In the process of creating this computer program, he discovered a new class of function to analyze these numbers, divisibility. And apparently, this program that he created could potentially speed up thousands of programs and applications in all computers across the world. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, 14 years old. Fourteen years old and he did that. I definitely was not anywhere close to that at fourteen. Nope. There's no chance. I started thinking about it. Yeah you, you gotta imagine you you gotta feel pretty worthless as like his middle school math teacher. Like, I mean he gets finished explaining all of that and then you're like, Well, bet you didn't know. Uh if you have two negatives. Multiply them together. Get a positive. <laughs> Just telling you. Just a little... Throw a little math at you, buddy. You're welcome. Like, it's got to be tough. I mean, what kind of new material do you have for this guy when you're a middle school teacher? That doesn't... Seems like you're wasting Akalon's time there. Just my yeah. thought. I don't know. You know? Yeah. Uh, no, th- this story, Mike, this this one... Uh, this one was really interesting. Uh... <laughs> I was I was confused on multiple levels about this story, but anyways, uh, this is a story out of Kentucky here, Mike. A 16-year-old from Asheville, North Carolina was reported missing. Folks in Asheville didn't really have many leads. Meanwhile, in Laurel County, Kentucky, a lady was going down I-75 when she saw a passenger in a silver Toyota, give her what apparently accounted for hand gestures known on TikTok Hmm. to represent violence at home, I need help, and domestic violence. Ooh. Yeah. So she was in the car and she had these hand gestures and the lady was like, oh no, TikTok symbols. And even more shockingly, the lady that saw these hand gestures knew what they were. Huh. And she called the police. The police called up to the car and arrested a 61-year-old James Brick on several charges. Uh, when they got the whole story apparently, uh, from Brick, apparently James had taken this girl up to Ohio to... Meet his relatives, hmm. and somehow the relatives found out she was a reported missing sixteen-year-old, and because of that, he left there from his relatives and was going back through Kentucky when they called up to him. Uh, so Mike, this story has left me with with so many questions, so yeah. many questions. I mean, first of all, TikTok came up with their own language. When did, like, <laughs> when, like, is this sign language just for emergencies? Or can you, like, mm. sign about the weather? Like, woo cold today. Mm. Doop, doop, doop. There we go. Like, I, like what? And, and then if they did, why not just use sign language? Like, there's already a language for that. But TikTok's yeah. like, no, we're too good for that. We don't, no. No, we're going to make our own language just to be confusing. Like, come on. That's what it's there for. (laughs) Second, I'd like to say uh, to anyone out there, if me and Mike are in a car beside you when you have been abducted, I apologize in advance that neither of us know what your crazy TikTok signals mean. Me and Mike ultimately will be like, the (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. person's pointing and... so doing there's a weird... maneuver around their yeah. neck. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Hey. I'm gonna. I'm gonna flip you off in a second, buddy. All right. You keep doing that nonsense. <laughs> like, just ridiculous. Third, what is this dude's game plan? Taking this girl to his family and thinking that would be cool. Like, is he that nutty, or his is his family that nutty? Hmm. Like, hmm. would they? Would they be on the fence if it was a 17-year-old go- a girl that's been reported missing? Would they be like, "Nah, eh, seems like a healthy relationship"? James, congratulations. Like, <laughs> but if it was 16-year-old, they're like, oh, "I'll draw the line. No way." Like, just uh, wait. What state was this again? Well, it was Asheville that she was Asheville, North Carolina that she right. was abducted in.
2: Then Kentucky. They moved
1: the oh the relatives were in Ohio. Ohio. He that's was right. coming back through in Kentucky. Ah. Uh, so, granted, it does seem like something. No offense, Kentucky, that would make more sense if the relatives were in Kentucky, but they were <laughs> yeah. in Ohio. Uh, yeah. So you know. It's uh yeah. Seventeen's okay. Sixteen, no way. <laughs> Draw the line, man. That is too young. <laughs> too yeah, but just uh, weird. Like I don't know what like uh, was he planning on telling them? Like just like I I don't even know what he was doing. Just like introduce it like this is my girlfriend because you're sixty one. Yeah, it's a bit of there's a bit of an age difference there to begin with, and then on top of that she's over there making. TikTok signs the whole time i mean not i don't know if the the family was up on those or not apparently not but still like just just weird weird yeah. all the way around i guess it Good just depends
2: for the- on what the hand gestures were like what were the signs that she was making you
1: know mm. i feel yeah. like they can be too you know difficult uh <laughs> something that lets I- people know you're in danger yeah, well, like, I mean, I, I feel like they can't be too difficult. No offense, TikTok users. I just don't feel like you'd spend the time to learn an intricate system of like, okay, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Like, it's not going to be a letter-by-letter thing that she spelled out for a minute and a half that she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that girl's in trouble And Lassie fell down the well Oh no This is oh like Oh my God! Yeah It's not gonna happen I don't know Anyways uh, Good for that lady That she is safe now again mm-hmm. uh, Anyways Mike We are going to take a break We are gonna hear From one of our former guests Mr. Hayden Kaufman Very excited about this This is his newest single Right here On the Doc G Show
0: woke up this morning Makeup down her tear-stained face She wants to run away From her pain She puts on that perfume She got from her sister back in May She pretends like she's okay When she closes her eyes her sister's voice inside her ear, saying, oh, "Hold on, baby. We'll meet again someday." Yeah. When you lose somebody you love, it's day by day, but it's not enough. Time to go by, get yourself.
1: on the Doc G Show. You just heard Hayden Kaufman lose somebody uh, you love right here on Doc G Show. Go check that out on Spotify, on Apple. It's available everywhere. Uh, This is the Doc G Show right here on Spinnaker Radio, WSKR 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Guys, if you haven't Downloaded, subscribe to the podcast. You need to. You need to do that. Uh, anytime there's a lull in the day, anytime that you're not saving uh, abducted victims by TikTok hand mm-hmm. gestures, you can be listening to the Doc G Show. In fact, you can be listening to the Doc G Show while you save those victims. You can be you can be in the car <laughs> yeah. listening to it while that happens. Go, wait a second. I know that hand gesture. Hold on, I'm gonna call the police. And the police will be like, Is that the Doc G Show in the background? And you'll be like, Totally is. And they're like, I love that show. And you're mm-hmm. like, I know. By the way, there's a girl that's been abducted. Oh, thanks. And then the police will go down the road with the Doc G Show going on. And then when the guy gets arrested, he'll be like, you know, I'm a horrible person, but is that the Doc G Show? And they'll be like, It is. It's just great. It's just great all the way around for everyone. So true. Um, Mike. It's time to shout out the regulars here. Let me give a shout out to all the regulars. Shout out. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Radford, Virginia, Gainesville, Florida, Ashburn, Virginia, Boardman, Oregon, Dublin, Ireland, Jitua, Italy, Winfield, West Virginia, Peoria, Illinois, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, Noka, Minnesota, Mobile, Alabama, Columbus, Georgia, San Diego, California, Frankfurt, Germany, Barcelona, Spain, Richardson, Texas, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Katy, Texas. Yes. Regulars. Just putting the time in. Those people, they know about the Doc G Show. There's no question. Oh, yeah. They've got all the info down. Or they took my advice long ago and just turned the show on without listening to it to make me feel better. Regardless, <laughs> I appreciate their effort, it's fantastic. Semi-regulars. Here we go. Shout out. Shout out to Singapore, Sao Paulo, Brazil, Sarasota, Florida, Beaumont, Texas, Atlanta, Georgia, Tel Aviv, Israel, Broomfield, Colorado, Saltillo, Mexico, Bristol, Virginia, Lubbock, Texas, Frederick, Maryland, Regina, Canada, Los Angeles, California, Halifax, Canada, Arvada, Colorado, Amberg, Germany, and Rome, Italy.
3: Say what? Yeah.
1: Yes. Nice. Yeah, some good internationals there. Once again, solid all the way around. We had some Southeast Asia representing. We had some Israel Mm -hmm. representing. We had some Europe. We had some Mexico. Just all around the globe. Fantastic. Yeah. And we were hitting hitting Texas hard this week. I mean, Beaumont to Katy to Lubbock to Richardson. Jeez. Getting all over there. I mean, if we would have had an El Paso... And something on that weird west side of Texas, man, we would have had it all. How already had the Panhandle, mm. that state. That we we take over Texas. That's a big deal, Mike. It's a big deal. Yeah. And by take over, I mean have like six people. Listen, that's that's a takeover <laughs> so true. right there, in my book. I think that's enough. I think that's enough to approach Texas
2: with a uh, you know a potential show. Yeah.
1: Just let them know that, hey, we're going to come do a live show. You could potentially have six people that would want to attend this live show. (laughs) Six. Lots of fans. In a state of like 30-some million, you could have a concert (laughs) of six. It's going to be insane. Uh, Speaking of, Mike, we need to go back and review the show from last week. I got a couple updates. Not too many. I do have one that I'm very excited about. Uh, but let's bring it up. Here we go. Previously on the Doc G Show.
0: Previously on the Doc G Show.
1: Uh, Mike, little follow-up. I started off the show last week uh, talking about my playlist, uh, my 1970s playlist, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and I we, we had the guest on the show, Eric Hutchinson, and I said he was born in the 70s. I'm sorry, listeners. I prematurely age uh, Eric. He was born in 1980. So, 80 was the year. So, he was not born in the 70s. He's an 80s baby. Barely, but an Mm -hmm. 80s baby. There you go. Um, So, just just for your records, if you were keeping track, just write it down. Um, Mike, remember... How we had the story in Kent, uh, United Kingdom, uh, of the uh, Kids' Corner toy store that was selling Gestapo uniforms. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did a little follow-up on it. Uh, Wanted to see if he was still selling it. And apparently, he's still selling it. Uh, Hmm. But also with that, I checked out a couple Google reviews of Kids' Corner. Couple Google reviews. Now, here's two of the most recent reviews. Sonia Rosenblatt, quote, I was horrified to learn that Melvin has refused to take the Gestapo officer costume off the shelf, saying that he, quote, understands it might be upsetting, but where do you draw the line? Because somebody somewhere will always be offended, end quote. This goes far beyond just taking offense. That was her review. <laughs> Sonia. So, calling him out. First name. Not Mr. Smedley. Melvin. That's right. I think she knows Melvin. I think she's like, Melvin's a like, it's, uh, yeah. She's a little upset about that. That's, uh, I mean, that's pretty big deal when you call the person out. First name. First name. Second, CeCe. Yeah. CeCe says, quote, Disgusting sight of Gestapo officers' fancy dress on sale. The owner is either tone deaf or particularly stupid. Probably both. End quote. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Evidence, Mike. Evidence. I'll give you one more. I'll give you one more. This is from Charlie. Quote, terrible service. I purchased a Coca-Cola train set. And the controller stopped working after a month. Wait, what? They had more sets in stock, but would not replace, said they had to send back to Hornsby, even though Hornsby told me they had to I had to go back to the shop that I purchased it from. The owner of the shop got quite irate with me and told me that now I have to keep my 75 pound train set that is no use to me. End quote. I mean that's Oh that's, man, yeah, that's nothing to do with the Gestapo uniform, but you gotta feel for Charlie. Nope. He's got a train set there yeah. he can't use. It's getting the runaround. It's tough. Tough on him. It's <laughs> tough. I just loved it because I was reading these these reviews, Mike, and it was like Gestapo uniform, Gestapo uniform. Let me talk about my train set, you <laughs> like just <laughs> seemed like Charlie's <laughs> priorities a little out of whack with everybody else's. I don't know. Yeah, he's got other complaints. It's a little bit more important. Uh, Mike, also an update from our great friends. Our great friends at Pops Po' Boys. Pops Po' Boys. Good old Pops Po' Boys. New new sandwich update for this week. So for the folks anywhere in the Lafayette area we've got limited time curry fisher po' boy say what the curry fisher po' boy it's got mm. crispy buttermilk fried catfish house cut fries on the sandwich curry mayo coleslaw all sprinkled with steen's cane vinegar yeah mm. that sounds amazing oh it looks insane mike it looks insane. Mike, I would ride my bike from Jacksonville to Lafayette to get this sandwich. And I would probably need to just to burn enough calories to eat that sandwich. Jeez. That mm, is probably Oh my gosh, it looks amazing. Looks amazing, listeners. You need to go check it out. If you're in the area, just go eat it. Uh I I don't think they overnight things. Uh, And I feel like that would be a very hard thing to keep in an overnight situation. It wouldn't come out right. It would lose. Just sad. Just sad. Uh, Pops Poe Boys, if you are listening to the show, contact me. I may in my spare time open up a, uh, you know, may open up a branch here in Jacksonville, if you'll allow me. (laughs) I will have a franchise Uh, of Pops Poe Boys. (laughs) U T. I I I will recruit... A chef worthy of of making your creations. I won't do it myself because I'd be horrible. But I will find somebody worthy, and we will open a pops po' boy here. Yes! I'm just saying. Mm. And Franchise. we will we will host live doc G shows from it. That's uh, yeah. another benefit. Another benefit of the pops po' boy in Jacksonville. Anyways. Uh, Mike, before we uh, meet up here, talk with Bailey. We need to do. We need to get in uh, a birthday suit. I've I've gotten into the habit of doing mm-hmm. them after, and you know what? I'm gonna we're gonna spread out these birthday suits that you don't know. Okay. Uh, this okay. one though, this is the <laughs> I th- I think this is the best chance for you of getting one here. So we'll see. Okay. Uh, born on we'll November see. 10th, 1978, as Thomas Wesley Pence. That was his birth name, mm. Thomas Wesley Pence, in Tupelo, Mississippi. Our birthday suit... He probably likes Kool-Aid pickles. So That's true. Yes. Uh, our birthday suit wearer moved to Miami and became interested in Miami bass music. He then attended U- University of Central Florida in 1997, started working at WPRK radio station. He ended up transferring to Temple and continued to DJ while in Philadelphia. He threw parties under the name Hooked on Holertronics, or Hollertronics, Holer, Hooked on Hollertronics, and started releasing mixtapes. He released his first album titled Florida in 2004. He started working with the rapper M.I.A., and in 2005, they created the track Paper Planes. Mm. Because of that, he became very popular as a producer, with artists like Shakira, Bruno Mars, Snoop Dogg, and many more. In 2008, he started working with uh, Switch under the name Major Laser. They ended up releasing the albums Guns Don't Kill People, Lasers Do. Uh, then in 2012, they released Free the Universe. Their third album was released in 2015 with the song Lean On, which has become one of the most streamed songs of all time. Our birthday suit wear also made a group with Skrillex called Jack You. There uh, there was a song on their first album that featured Justin Bieber titled Where Are You Now? Our birthday suit wear has won three Grammys. Name that birthday suit wear. Hmm. I mean,
2: I was just gonna say Major Laser, but no, I guess not. No, it's not acceptable. Two, two so two no people idea.
1: in Major Laz- uh, Laser. know you heard the name Diplo. Yeah, Diplo.
2: Diplo. Ah, Diplo.
1: Yeah, yes. Diplo. Diplo. He's uh, he got he got, he got into a little bit of trouble in the last couple of months there. Uh oh, really? Apparently, there's been some uh, allegations about relationships in the last couple of months. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh he's uh you know he's uh, he's still a one and man as far as the producing uh to to, uh, to yeah. i mean goodness goodness the major the great, great major songs. laser stuff the MIA i bet most people didn't know about that MIA nope. him being the uh, producer there but uh he was he was uh three wow. three grammys as well dude tearing it up on the grammy side uh turning Forty-one or three, sorry, forty-three for Diplo, forty-three years old. Wow! And uh, if you want to sound like you're in the know with him, just go ahead and call him Tommy Wes, Tommy Wes, Mm. Thomas Wesley Pence. That's his name. That's his real name. Happy birthday, Tommy Wes. Uh, Okay, Mike, it's time going to go ahead we're going to take a break we will be right back with none other than bailey spin right here on the doc g show
0: this is 95.5 spinnaker radio wskr lpfm unf jacksonville Hey, what's up? This Rock Montano. This Mucho Yellow. And this Rockin' Yellow. And you're listening to Doc G Show. From 803 to 904. The best show on the radio. You dig?
1: Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today I am super excited to be talking with a social media superstar. Someone with 8 million followers on TikTok, 160,000 on Instagram, 200,000 on YouTube. If you're doing the math, that's roughly 8,360,000 more followers than this show has. That's a fact. Miss Bailey Spin. Bailey. How is everything in beautiful California?
4: It's awesome. The weather is amazing as per usual, and I'm doing great.
1: Fantastic. I saw just recently uh, you went to Six Flags. How was that?
4: I did. Six Flags was awesome. It was actually my first time ever going to Six Flags. I had never been before. Mm. And it was really fun. We went with my friends and we went on basically every single roller coaster we could.
1: Fantastic. So you are a a big fan of roller coasters.
4: Yes, definitely. Adrenaline junkie, for
1: sure. Oh man, I'm a giant weenie when it comes to roller coasters. I do not enjoy them. (laughs) The smaller ones I can handle. Big (laughs) ones, no thank you. Don't want to be a part of it.
4: The crazy ones are my
1: favorite oh man oh man so now you mentioned before coming on the air you're you're uh, in california obviously you're going back and forth there from san diego and la you're uh in san diego for school but you're not an original cali girl your home state is my home state virginia let's let's take it back to virginia it's a big turnaround from where you're at now and i mean i i find this hard to believe but you had a you had a tough time sort of in high school you 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 said you didn't really have much of a a friend group going on was that was that all of high school that you had a rough time or were there you know good times in there
4: there were definitely some good moments i wouldn't say that my entire high school experience was bad it was just that. I went through a lot of things that I don't wish anyone else to ever go through. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to change in a new place, and it was probably the best decision I have ever made.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's, it definitely seems like it's worked out so far. Yes! Uh, now, yeah. I did hear you were on sports teams. Uh, from what I gathered, in I high was. school, you were a swim team and track team?
4: Yes, I have been a competitive swimmer ever since the age of five. I did year-round swimming. So I did a club in the winter and all year round and long course and summer swim Mm. and high school swim. So I was very serious about that for a very long time. I tried track for a year, but I was not very good at track. I pole vaulted and I never cleared a bar, but I went to districts because only two people went and there was two of us. So technically I was city track.
1: (laughs) Well, I was about to mention, because I saw that you posted a video. People were asking for a pole vault video, and you you it gave worked. it to them. You <laughs> gave it to them. And, uh, yeah, I it was did. a bit of a failure, you know, but <gasps> I got to be honest. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't think there's a video of it, but I probably have a worse, more embarrassing failure at, at high jump than your pole vault video. Because... I I ran jump is
4: really
1: hard too. Yeah, well see, I ran I did distance events and my coach was like, Hey, you gotta do high jump. And I was like, I don't I am I'm not good at it. And he's like, No, no, no. We're gonna get points for it because nobody else does it. It's fine, you'll do it. And like I practiced all uh you know, all offseason and I was still horrible at it. And the first meet comes up and it's a huge meet. There's, like, 35 teams there, and, you know, all the field events are going first, and everybody that's Mm -hmm. at high jump is like, oh, uh, don't put me in until six feet. Don't put me in until 5'10". I was like, oh, God, I haven't got anywhere close to that. This is going to be bad. (laughs) And, like, since I have never done it, I didn't have an actual recorded jump, so they made me do it first. So then... I go up to do it first, and I completely missed, like, the jump. Like, I went over, and I hit the actual standards that hold the bar with my foot. Jeez. My foot hits that standard. And then I almost completely missed the actual padding that you land on what like basically my lower body was the only part that hit the padding the rest of me hit the pavement and all i heard was everybody around the high jump just go oh and like i get up my leg was bleeding and i went over to the guy that was doing that was running the high jump I was like "Can you just uh scratch me out of the rest of that and he's like yeah yeah and we're like okay there we go so so, you know, we all have our moments of screwing up on field events and track. It's uh, it's an embarrassing time, but I'm glad you were doing well in, in swimming. That's always a, a much better – it sounds like it was a much better time in swimming.
4: Yeah, as long as one of them is going for me. I actually got hit in the head with a bar from pole vaulting. Cause mm. I ran into it, and then it just knocked me in the head. and they Everyone was so concerned, <laughs> but – Never cleared a bar, so I definitely
1: was hope was not my thing. <laughs> so another thing, obviously, about the high school experience before we get to the West Coast, there your your senior year, we have a worldwide pandemic. Everything shuts down. with With all the things that had gone on, as far as you know, going through uh, what you did in high school, was that a negative or was it just a like, eh? I guess this is easier. Was it was it easier to go through it that way or just harder or what?
4: For me, I definitely was a little bit relieved when we actually got released because of COVID. Obviously, the pandemic was awful. And being at home, just being locked up, I kind of felt safer because I did not feel safe at school anymore after what was going on my senior year. So it kind of gave me some relief from being in such a toxic environment at school mm. and not being able to be happy. So. It was positive in that way, but, you know, everyone lost so many loved ones that yeah. I don't think being home was a good thing in the first place, but
1: for
3: sure, at
4: least it had somewhat of a positive effect on me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, before I go to the West Coast, I also noticed in a couple of interviews, you mentioned your cats, who you seem to be a fan of. Yes. I'm a fan of cats yes, as well. I'm a big
4: fan.
1: Now, give, give us <laughs> a little insight. Cats what are what are bailey's cats
4: okay so we have an interesting cat story we have five cats currently wow and yeah one year when i was at my orthodontist we go outside and we see this little gray cat in the parking lot and we're like oh you poor thing so my mom is an angel and she feeds this cat and then the cat leads us To the dumpster Where it was living mm. And there was a family of cats mm. So we keep feeding them For a while Because we can't take five cats That's We already had a couple Yeah So we come back one day And one of the black cats had kittens oh man and it was the mom and the kitten the mom was feral though so we could not get her we couldn't take her home yet yeah so we just took one of her kit- kittens took the kitten home and her name is pepper pepper was our first kitten she was the runt of her little litter so she's adorable but then the mom had a second litter of kittens oh geez so at that point we were like okay this mom needs to be spayed so yeah. we took the mom and all three of the children she had just had. And we take them home, take them to the vet, get them spayed. And my mom's like, okay, we're just going to foster them or, you know, get them adopted. Mm-hmm. No one ever wanted to adopt these cats because every single one of them was fully black. They didn't have any patterns. And not a lot of people want cats that are fully black because of whatever beliefs. And yeah. all black cats are bad luck. But and um, cat's names are Pepper, Penelope, Judy. Mittens. Oh, mittens is another story.
1: Um, And Sophie. Man. that's
4: Mittens is my grandma's cat, but my grandma passed away, so we took the cat, but she's a
1: sweetheart. Took Mittens in. She came into the the party, into the pride. Man.
4: Yeah, we actually have to keep her separate. That's (laughs) kind of funny.
1: Understandable. Yeah, I could see that happening. But I tell people a lot, you know, you mentioned the black cats. I tell people, my theory is black cats are the nicest cats there are because they're forced to be. They basically have had to evolve to be nice because everybody is so mean to them because of all those sort of prejudices. So like when you meet a black cat, they're always super friendly. They're always the ones that wanna come up and, and, and say hey. So true. But love cats, fantastic. So you moved to San Diego, obviously not a short trip from uh, VA, roughly, you know, 3,000 miles. Now yeah. was it was it mainly yeah. you just wanted, you wanted the big
4: change? I did, I was ready for an adventure. And at the end of high school, I really just was not interested in any of the colleges in Virginia. I was kind of tired of Virginia. Nothing was really there for me. And mm-hmm. so I applied to SBSU, not even thinking I was going to get in, but they accepted me and pretty quickly and it was exhilarating. I opened the email and I screamed. <laughs> but I knew it was right for me immediately. I was so excited. Very nice.
1: The very nice now i think i think uh listeners are, are well aware I, I love san diego it's one of the, my favorite places outside of florida yes! so many great places to eat in san diego if i call you up and i say bailey i'm in san diego give me your best place to eat what's what's your what's your go-to what are you going to tell me to go to oh my gosh
4: i like haven't been out very much Okay. Um, I don't know the names of very many restaurants, but we've been to a couple places in Gaslamp that are really good. Mm-hmm. I also love Little Italy because oh, yeah. I'm a sucker for pasta. Oh, yeah. So I always go to Little Italy and get pasta and ice cream, which is really <laughs> good. But almost everything in San Diego is amazing. It's the food there is incredible.
1: It's true. I can definitely vouch for both the Gaslamp district and the uh, and Little Italy as far as food. I've uh, overeaten in both areas, <laughs> many times.
4: Uh me too, definitely.
1: So your your major is marketing, correct? Yeah. Now marketing. Obviously uh you're doing a good amount of marketing of the uh Bailey Spin brand right now. Do you Yeah do you see carryover of some of the things you've done in class to what you're doing in the real world?
4: Yeah, definitely. And it's really cool to actually be an influencer and to be on the business side of it because when you're in a manager position you're not going to see exactly what's going on behind the scenes but I'm the one who's creating these things and I get to see everything that goes into it and like what my managers are doing for me and how the whole deal works out and all the details so it's really cool to get to relate some of the content that I'm learning in school and then I'm like oh wait like I've seen this before and like you're right they're lowballing us or yeah, you know this is how it's more marketable, but
1: yeah.
3: it's
4: really, really interesting to me, and so I'm glad that I picked this as my major, so I could nice. make those connections.
1: For sure, for sure. Well, let's go. Let's go to the bread and butter. Let's uh, let's talk about TikTok. You've been on the platform for a little over two years. I heard you. Yeah, we're basically cruising around. You saw some of the POV videos that were on there. You thought they were fun. Decided to give them a mm-hmm. shot. Uh, and uh, definitely, people responded. You've got uh, eight million followers now. Um, how how does that feel? Because I mean, I you know I was thinking about this when I was getting ready for the interview, and I was just like, man, really? There aren't very many people that have felt that sensation. I mean, it's literally a handful of people that can say, in a matter of months, they gain millions of eyeballs. I mean, you went from you know, relative obscurity to literally the eight million folks checking out what you do on a on a regular. H- how is that how's that felt over this time?
4: I still like kind of haven't accepted the fact that I'm TikTok famous or yeah. anything. I'm always like, oh like no one's gonna come up to me like <laughs> I just think that I'm normal, especially when you're a TikToker in college. And then I kind of sit and think about it too and I'm like Wow, eight million—that's a lot of people. Like, I can't imagine, yeah. like you know, seven point eight million people standing in front of me. Yeah, that's, that's a lot, a lot of people. And it's really cool that they want to tune in and see what I'm doing. But at the same time, it's like really scary. Yeah, and that's a lot of power on the internet because so many people are watching you and watching what you do. But I'm so grateful that everybody followed me, especially in such a short amount of time. That was absolutely insane. I still don't have any words yeah for that it felt like a surreal moment
1: when i started blowing up yeah now i've seen a lot of tiktok influencers say how much they like the platform uh relative (laughs) uh to you know other platforms in your opinion what What makes it better, you know, or what makes it more appealing to uh, put things on relative to Snapchat or Instagram or one of the other platforms?
4: I really just love, one, the way TikTok is set up. I think the app is really easy to use. It's very clean and well-directed. You're not really lost in the app. I find with some other features, I'm like how do I use this? Like, what am I doing? I don't really understand how like these filters mm-hmm. work, but I never really have that with TikTok and they make things very clear. Mm-hmm. And I also just love the way that I can create videos and there's so so many sounds on there. Mm-hmm. And you kind of can't do the same thing on, on Snapchat, you know, it's just a photo or you can take a video, but on TikTok you can act and you can dress up in a costume or pretend to be someone else or yeah. anything. And it's just really cool to be able to express yourself uh, especially with the sixty-second videos, I I love being able to fill up the whole time and kind of make a little story, and I can't really do that on any other platform.
1: Yeah, but now is that how you sort of? Because I mean, you know, it it's fairly obvious when uh, someone looks at your different accounts as far as Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok that your mm-hmm. posts are different, your content's different on the different platforms. Is that really dictated yeah. by mainly just sort of the, the control of it and what you you know, what you can do on it?
4: Yeah, definitely just depends on what the type of platform is. Like a lot of people who are transferring from TikTok over to my Snapchat, they're getting to learn a little bit more about me because I can't post the 60-second POVs on TikTok. And, you know, yeah. when you're following me on other platforms, you're going to learn a little bit more about me and see that there's more to me than just these little acting videos. But I can't really put the POVs on there. So some people will ask me questions about it, and I try to put it into some of my stories sometimes. But it's not the main focus, especially not on all of my accounts either. It is the focus on YouTube, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Snapchat I, and
4: Instagram not
1: as much. I've no I've noticed that that's that with a lot of folks that are, you know, famous on TikTok, it's like Snapchat is sort of the 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 q and uh, social media account like, "Hey, here's where I'm going to answer you guys questions behind the scenes. These are this this is me being me. Here's Here's the real world, Bailey. That's what it seems like on Snapchat.
4: Yeah, it is. Because you can quote people's comments on your story and you can reply to them. And it's really fun to see what people, one, have to say to you or what questions they have to ask. And you just get to answer. So yeah. Snapchat is definitely one of my favorites other than TikTok just because it's also super easy to use. And I have such a fun time like posting funny things yeah. on my story
1: for sure for sure now i ask musicians this all the time and i think it works well for you uh too do you go back and look at your posts the ones that that have like 30 million views 50 million views and go all right what made this popular Hmm. i because i feel like I I, (laughs) i would obsess over that to like an unhealthy level of like what what is it? Why do people like this one and not like this one?
4: I do. Sometimes I'm really confused. I was honestly shocked. Some of my videos, uh, the most viewed one I've ever had is 50 million, mm-hmm. which I don't even understand because I was looking <laughs> back at that video and I was like, oh, I look terrible in this video. Like, <laughs> I was so quiet and it was my first time ever speaking in a POV, mm. but it had so many, so many views and I'm looking back at these and I'm like, I don't really get it, but I do appreciate that you guys liked it. But. Yeah. I kind of went out on a whim making those talking videos and just, I accidentally started the trend
1: on TikTok of it because it blew up to such an extent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I get, I get the same thing from musicians. You know, they make a song, they don't think the song is, is big time. All of a sudden it blows up mm-hmm. and they're just sitting there going, why was it this song? What was, what, what did people like yeah. about this? And sometimes it's just, it's, it's a mystery. Um, on on the same vein with that, those POV videos that you're that are sort of the go-to there. Do you ever get worried that people will just sort of get like so, pigeonhole you into doing those? Like this is this is what she's known for. Do you sometimes think like maybe I should throw some other things out there just so people don't say? Or are you just happy doing them? That if that's what people want to see, that's what you'll do
4: it's kind of a mix i'm definitely in a little bit of a hole because i do want to post other content and show people like my personality Mm -hmm. but i'm always afraid it's just not going to perform as well as the povs because that is what i'm known for and sometimes when i have posted other comments the comment section i mean other videos the comment section will be filled with people saying oh make the next part to this like where are your povs Mm -hmm. and we want to see this and i'm like Oh, okay. I guess I'll just kind of go back. So I stay in my lane and make my POVs, but I definitely want to branch out a little bit because sometimes I feel stuck and I have other things to give. And I feel like when you're stuck in a niche that you can't get out of, it's kind of like I'm wasting some of my other talents that I don't get to show at all.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Now, obviously one of the big things about the career so far that's been uh, really cool is the uh, the endorsement deals that come with uh the the social media influence what do, what do you think one of the most yeah. fun endorsements you've had has been so far
4: i had a deal with Turology, which i actually really loved because i started using it before they even sponsored me because my friend said hey this cleared my skin you should try it. So mm. I tried it and then posted a video about how much I love them. And they ended up seeing it and wanted to work with me. And it was one of my first, like, real big deals. And they used it as an ad. So that was a super, super exciting one for me. And I have, like, free Curology for life, which is really cool. But nice. My skin so nice. So it was really a surreal moment. I was like, wow, they actually, like, want to sponsor me and want yeah. to, me to represent Curology for them
1: yeah that's always i mean if you're already if you're already loving the product makes it so much easier to endorse it obviously um yeah now i just saw a couple of weeks ago you went to a scream event for paramount films there it's coming out january 14 2022 was that somehow linked to an endorsement deal or was that just because you're big time and they have to they have to invite big timers
4: <laughs> That was an event that we were invited to and actually surprisingly enough, again, a lot of first this week. That was my first actual like influencer event I, w- I ever went to. Very nice. Uh, I hadn't been living in L.A. and I was visiting and just happened to be able to go to this one, but yeah, it was just kind of an event to promote the movie and so we could post a little bit. It was so amazing and so beautifully set up. They had the coolest snacks and a donut wall, and yeah. we got screen masks. So that was really, really fun. But it was cool to see it because it was my first event, and I had never been to something like that. And I was just kind of witnessing all of it for the first time and taking it in. And I was like, "Wow, like, why am I here? It's what I do?"
1: <laughs> now, now, did you actually get to watch the film?
4: No, we didn't. We were all a little confused on what the event was before we went, but we figured out it was not a movie screening. Okay, it was just an event um it was basically scream themed you know red and black cocktail attire and gotcha candles with scream on it it was really just to promote the movie but building it so the cool. anticipation
1: really it. okay yeah,
4: i definitely did i was like now i'm excited to see the movie
1: now are you into are you into scary movies
4: yes i love horror movies
1: oh man another thing it's like roller coasters i'm so not into scary movies <laughs> no man Give me. I always say my my saying is, give me the the nightly news. That's frightening enough. I'm I'm terrified after that. That's good. That's good enough for me. Um, Now, real quick, back to TikTok. I noticed way back. I dug back in the TikTok post, and there's a couple of you, and I and I've heard you talk about how you enjoy this uh, of you getting your lift on, Uh, and I've heard, like I said, I've heard you're a fan of fitness. What's, what's the Bailey workout looking like these days? What are your fitness goals?
4: Oh, I haven't been weightlifting at all just because I've been so busy with school and everything. But yeah. I really want to get back into the gym. I was kind of just doing it for fun. But uh, once I started hitting you know, some powerlifting goals, I got a little carried away. And so <laughs> I really want to get back into it. I don't know if I would ever do it seriously but it's just a hobby that i really really love yeah really a fan of leg days i can't wait to go back and just heavy lift again it's really just like a way to let my stress out just pick up some really heavy weights and crank out some reps it's like my favorite activity
1: very nice how's how's the gym at uh san diego state
4: it's actually really nice you know it's a little busy there's a lot of people in there All the time, which gets a little bit annoying when you're trying to get on a machine and you kind of have to stand there or adjust your schedule. But otherwise, the equipment is really nice. They have a really huge recreation center, which is amazing because it's free for students, obviously.
1: For sure. For sure. Now, when you're getting your workout on do dudes ever try to come up and talk to you during your workout because that's obviously got to be annoying does that ever happen
4: yeah that does happen quite a bit uh (laughs) i went to gold's gym back in virginia yeah and there was a lot of you know a lot of men who were last or just a lot of people in there there were a couple girls but you know i was one of the only like (laughs) girls like girls in there most yeah. of the time. Yeah. So I definitely have been stared at a lot. I've had some mm. very uncomfortable moments in the gym. Mm. I've had people kind of follow me around. and Creepers. Me, but I really just hate being, yeah, I hate being bothered while I'm trying to work out. And it's just like, can I work out? You know, I'm not bothering you. That's... So why do you have to say something to me? Or people trying to correct me. Yeah. even worse.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things. I've never really understood it. Just let people do what they do. Unless they're about, like, the only time I will ever jump in as far as technique is if they're about to, like, immediately injure themselves. Like, literally, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. if
4: they're going to, like, snap their neck, I'm going to step in and be like, no, don't do that. Exactly. You know, if my, someone came up to me once because uh, I think... I didn't pull the lap pull-down bar all the way to my chest. It was a little short. Mm. So he stopped me in the middle of my set and told That's me how to do it. And I, I kind of was just like, I know. Like, that was just the last rep. It was a little not good Ridiculous.
1: Fun, but, you know. Ridiculous. You were like, leave me alone, weirdo. <laughs>
4: Uh, i was i was like please just let me put my beats back on it's I'm I'd, a
1: moment. I'd never i never understand that people have the headphones on they're like you know what this will be a good time for me to interrupt their music and their workout here we go this will end well like no it won't don't do it i know i feel bad making someone take off their
4: headphones and speak to them i'm like it's their headphones not off. That's probably a sign that they're not interested in you know having a conversation at the moment.
1: Exactly. They're
4: probably
1: busy. Now, what what's the Bailey lifting playlist usually look like? Is it a is it hard rock, oh, rap, dance? What's the go to? It's
4: hard rock. Yeah, it's like hardcore rock. Nice. A lot of. I'm trying to remember. It's just a lot. I have a like, not like heavy metal. I listen to a lot of like Nirvana. Mm. Um.
1: I've, se- I've seen you rock like, the Def Leppard shirts before. Is there any Def Leppard going oh, yeah, on in there?
4: Love- there is some Def Leppard. I'm a little bit of a poser there. I'm not the biggest Def Leppard fan. <laughs> Huge Nirvana, Nirvana groupie. Nice. But Def Leppard, I'm a little bit of a poser.
1: Nah, yeah, it's all right. I'm
4: always listening to something crazy. My, like, Guilty Pleasure workout song is a, is a black Ops theme song. Mm. There's just some really intense ones. I kind of forget the artist, but I just let them play, and they you- really... I just
1: feel like a bad <laughs> when I'm in the, the gym.
4: Go on Heavy the...
1: Heavy weightlifting to some hard rock. Yeah, the hard, the harder rock side. I like it. I like it. I, uh... Yeah.
4: Like,
1: I, yeah, I usually hit that side. But sometimes... It was, it was <clears> funny. <throat> I was... It was uh, funny because on the show, me and my co-host were just talking the other day. And I was telling him how we, there was this story about this lady that uh, complained to the staff at the store because the song was making her sad that was in the store. And I I told uh, I told my co-host I was like, I bet you anything it was an Adele song. Yes! And he was like, "Who?" Would, and I was like, "When I worked at the gym because I worked at the gym several years ago, mm-hmm. they would play Adele from her from her album 25 and I was just like, "Who wants? Who wants to rep to this? Who's looking to do bench yeah. press reps to Adele?" And then the funny I do want to do that. The funny thing was, I saw it on someone's Snapchat today. They they had the caption, why am I listening to Adele right now in the weight room? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a horrible thing to listen to in the gym. No offense to Adele if you're listening. No offense. Your music's great, just not for the gym. Nope. Just not for the gym. Yeah,
4: ba- that's not something I want to do rep to.
1: No, no. Last uh, Last question. What are you trying to have happen for the rest of 2021? What's what's on the schedule that you'd like to see here in the rest of the, the year?
4: I really have been trying to branch out of my social media a little bit and really take it seriously because I need to start posting actual YouTube videos and I want to branch out into acting and mm-hmm. really engage more with my audience so I can just pursue this as a career because it's something I really want to do. And I think working hard in school and the marketing will really help me Yeah. so. So I'm really, I'm really excited to further branch out and just do more things. A lot of opportunities have been coming up for me recently, and it's really exciting. Nice. So I'm super excited to continue social media and really grow my audience.
1: And Th- yeah. Things are in the works. You might not be able to talk about they them right are, now, but yeah. other things are in the works. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. Bailey, I want to thank you for taking the time to come here on the Doc G Show and talk with us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. It was amazing talking to you. Yeah. Listeners, you can check out Bailey on TikTok at Bailey Spin or on Instagram or YouTube at Bailey Spin as well. We will be right back after these messages here on the Doc G Show.
0: because sometimes you need something playing in the background every wednesday at 7 p.m on 99.5 fm spinnaker
1: And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Bailey, a spin right there, a Virginia original now living in California, just making social media dreams happen. Mike, Mm-hmm. I need She's to. She's doing it. I didn't. I should have. I should have forced her to answer on air. I should have asked her if she would be willing to make a TikTok with me. Hmm. Uh, I should have done that.
3: Yeah, you should have. I missed up.
1: my opportunity, man. I missed it. God, I could have been TikTok famous. I would have just hit the hit the they would have been like, "Who's this homeless person with Bailey Spin?" Bailey, <laughs> give us the signs. Domestic violence is some... Are you in trouble? <laughs> Watch out. But, uh, no. Thank you to Bailey for being on the show. Fantastic, man. Yes! I, I still like... The first question I ask her about that, I just feel like it's gonna be insane to go from like... From, in like a span of three months to go from no one knowing you to 8 million people following, like, everything you post. Jeez. That's sort of wild, Mike. Yes! That's... Yeah. It seems like a lot of pressure, you know? I don't think I'm capable of handling that pressure. Nope. I would have some kind of freak-out moment. I would be Dave Chappelle and go to Africa and be like, you know what? No, can't do it. $50 million, Comedy Central, I'm turning you down. I'm going to find myself, man. That's a fact. Like, just $8 million. That's a lot. That's a lot of eyeballs on you at once, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. It it's crazy, but she's doing fantastic with it. And, Mike, you definitely need to go to San Diego, without a doubt.
2: Yeah, no, I want to go.
1: You need to go. I definitely want to go. Uh, a couple things that I will uh, recommend to you. Now, Bailey didn't have any specifics as far as places to eat. You know, she gave us the Gaslamp District. She gave us the uh, um, Little Italy, which I'll definitely agree with her. Both places. Absolutely fantastic. Gaslamp is a little, you know, uh, touristy. I mean, it's it's sort of like the tourist trap area of San Diego. Still got a lot of great places, but, you know, it's right beside the conference center Anybody that's got a conference going on, they're probably going to be down there. So, like, you know, you get a lot of people moving through there. But I'll tell you, Mike, if you go there, and I've said it a bunch on the show, Hodad's. Got to hit up Hodad's. Mmm. 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 The Hodad's. best burgers, man. The best burgers. I put it on my Doc G top three list here on the show of best burger I'd ever had. It is a okay. fantastic i think i did now i'm gonna have to go back and look at my old list i'm pretty positive i put that number one pretty positive anyways regardless po dads dads. ho dads dads. with an h with an h okay ho dads it means a surfer poser a person that acts like they're a surfer but they're not actually a surfer the poser yeah yeah ho dad A ho-dad. I think I went through a phase of being a ho-dad. So true. uh, I I never was an actual surfer, but I I like their look. I like their their attitude. So I would (laughs) say I was a ho-dad at one point in time. Anyways. Uh, Mike, <laughs> uh, make sure you go to San Diego. Listeners, make sure you check out all things Bailey Spin. You can check her out on Instagram. You can check her out on TikTok. You can check her out on YouTube. And, of course, you can replay the show and listen to her interview all you want. That's a fact. Uh, Mike, we need to do our last birthday suit. You are 0 for 2. I fear you will be o for 3. Girl, come on! But we'll see. We'll give her a I got some
2: random... Yeah, we got some random...
1: A little bit, you know, I mean, Diplo and <laughs> Ellen Pompeo. Not like the, you know, not like a group you would think. And this one doesn't go with either uh, as well. So here we go. <laughs> Born on November 10th, 1992 in Miami, Florida. Our birthday suit wearer loved football from a very young age. He ended up going to Miami Northwestern High School, a football player powerhouse. That's a fact. He took over as quarterback Ja'Cory Harris, just left high school to win a national title for Miami Northwestern. Our birthday suit wearer was great in high school. He was a a four-star recruit coming out. Originally, he committed to the University of Miami, but he decided to go to the University of Louisville. Hmm. He played three seasons with Louisville and then went to the NFL Draft in 2014. He was selected 32nd overall by the Minnesota Vikings. He made the Pro Bowl his second season, but then in 2016, he tore his ACL and wouldn't be able to play until 2018. 2018, the New York Jets signed him, and then in 2019, the New Orleans Saints. Then in 2020, he was traded to the Carolina Panthers, and then in 2021, he was traded to the Broncos, where he's been starting quarterback for them this season. Name that birthday suit Where? Hmm. I'll give you the initials. T. Okay. TB. TB. Hmm. Huh? yep No. Nope. Yeah, no. I don't know. No. <laughs> don't Teddy know. <laughs> Bridgewater. Teddy God, yeah. Bridgewater. Any chance? Don't even. No idea. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No idea. What about if it was the other Louisville quarterback from Miami, Lamar Jackson? What do you got that one? You think that uh, one maybe? Probably not. Okay. No, okay. Probably not. <laughs> Mike's like, let's be honest.
2: No. <laughs> no. Yeah, just being real.
1: There's not Joe Montana. That's the only football player I'd get. Him. Who was? Yeah. Who were you guessing? Terry Bradshaw. That's when we Terry had Bradshaw. when we had Tony Dungy there. You were going for ter- Terry Bradshaw. Right. Yeah. Football's not the sport for Mike. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, Teddy's I know some some football stuff, but not a lot. Just not a Mostly, lot. Mostly. Just not yeah, a lot. Not a lot. Uh, Teddy's got one more year to celebrate in his twenties. It's 29. 29. Happy birthday, Teddy. Enjoy the last year of the 20s. Make it a good one there. Uh, Mike, big news. We've got two fantastic artists coming on the show. Very excited. Next week, we've got none other than Morning Ciders. Say what? fantastic band Morningsiders. very excited awesome been trying to get them on the show for a while they're going to be coming on we're going to talk all things career we're going to talk about their most popular song empress uh which just crazy almost 50 million streams on spotify alone wow. yeah it's wild it's wild. uh and then uh we've also got a fantastic artist mason jennings Coming on the show, Mason Jennings, and now we talked about in the uh, in the break. There, you're a yeah. fan. You're you're a longtime yeah, fan. A, yeah, uh,
2: yeah. Listen to him back in the day. Back
1: yeah. in the day, back in your back, back in, in your sentimental time, huh? Back yeah. In, back in your emotions when you were mm-hmm. the emotional Mike Charette. Very emotional. Yeah. Oh Very emotional. man, I don't know if I had <laughs> one of those times. Now I had one of those times. I feel like freshman year, I was way more emotional than I should have been, and things that yeah. I got upset about, uh, the the me from now would be like, you're an idiot, stop yeah. being dumb. But but they have so much weight
2: on you back then, you know. Your first breakup—that's your only breakup. Yeah, you know? it's, so it's true. Like your first year of life, how like there's like that time dil- dilation kind it, of thing. That's like yeah, I think
1: the same thing. Very oh, very true, very true. Like you know, if if the now me gave me the advice then me, it'd be like uh, d- you don't give a f- years like it's not it doesn't matter it's it's fine there are going to be things in your 30s that you are going to hate way more than this so just (laughs) just get ready man and then i'm sure there's somebody listening right now that's in their 60s That's like you think the 30s suck wait till you get to the 50s (laughs) and 60s man and then there's somebody that's 90 out there. Let's be honest. Shout out to all the 90-year-old listeners wherever you're at. Yeah. Shout, Shout out to out. you guys. You've seen it all. They're like, you think the 60s suck? Wait until you get to the 90s, all right? And actually, by the 90s, you're just like, thank God I'm still alive. <laughs> let's, keep, yeah. let's keep this streak going. Good Lord. <laughs> Anyways, I got sidetracked. We've got great guests coming. That's the point. Anyways, Mike, we need to wrap up the show. It's been fantastic, but it's time to call it a show. I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, none other than Mikey Maximus the Fernicus, showrette. Thank you for coming on the show, sir. Thanks for having me, of as course, always. Love of course, of course. And we will be back next week. So until then, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity Zippity-doo-la.